Love you for being a bottom. Team bottom and over here. Team too, bottom. Though. We're team bottom. <laughs> I'm a bottom. I'm team do less work. <laughs> Come on in, guys. This is Tally the Votes, a Survivor podcast with your hosts, Jordan and Josh. Every episode, we'll be covering a single season of Survivor and offering up our take on everything from the cast to the twists and everything in between. So whether you're more of a snake or a rat, let's go back to the beach beginnings and go on the adventure. Today, it's Josh's like, wow, Josh is really loud. I'm like, yeah, Sabrina said the same thing. <laughs> I need to work on my volume. I'm so no, because when I play with it, I put you all the way up because yeah. your original audio is low. Oh, we're recording now, so yeah. this is like nobody's business. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to like really tackle this problem now and start like whispering, whispering. like a really like gentle. <laughs> um, hi, Josh. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so good. Um, Happy anniversary. It was your and Sasha's anniversary. The day yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't want to be the gay who talks about his relationship on the podcast, but yes, it was yesterday. I mean, all that matters is that you didn't, like, post a picture with the caption, like, three years with this guy. Every time it comes around, I think of you just because of our general disdain. Um, for this guy? Time. Oh, the worst this guy this one yeah this little dork yeah. <laughs> well Sachin <laughs> did call me a goof in his oh book, yeah. <laughs> which is i think around the same lines but yeah. it's fine yeah we allow goof but we draw the line at dork like this one is so but i i don't even know because like i was writing not that none of this matters i was writing the caption and i was like you know what nobody cares about this love because I was gonna, yeah, but like it's so like <laughs> whatever. I was just gonna put like three because it had been three years, and then what's the gift for three? Year? I'm thinking like Gone Girl right now, and you know how like the like, wood for five, yeah, wood. I'm gonna search it. What's right the now. line from God the Carrie? Uh, some wood, bitch. All right, I got some wood for you. Yeah, Carrie Coon. Ah, uh, what a film. Three years no. anniversary gift. Is there a gift? Yeah. Um leather well yeah i'll go buy a whip <laughs> let you use your happy pride month <laughs> no we don't father's day <laughs> well we don't do gifts and i'm saying that just because like no one bought either yeah. of us a gift no one we didn't buy each other a gift we were gonna get the keg uh at home dinner pack love that yeah but it's not the same it doesn't, no, it will never taste the same if you make it for yourself as it would if that beautiful yeah. observer was to put it in front of you at a table. Like, I want, the experience I want is, like, you sit down, again, we've experienced this before, you tell them, it's like, it's my birthday, it's our anniversary, oh, here's that famous cake, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I want this to be sponsored by the keg. This is what we're really trying for with this podcast. Yeah. So if anybody listening has a hookup, you know our Twitter handles. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I am enjoying like this kind of overcast day of humidity after the last two like incredibly bright sunny days of humidity. It's I've yet so to hot. go outside officially today. But I'm debating you go outside? Not yet. Oh. I'm debating like a walk or a run or 
something. I need to like leave the apartment is what I'm trying to say. Hold on, my fucking thing's connected to my AirPods. Oh my God. This is the last episode that we're doing this. Oh, he's quiet now. He's quiet. It's just gonna be me now. Got it. (laughs) Welcome back. Hey girl. Oh, I hate technology. Everything just connects Bluetooth. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been running, though, to that point? Yeah. So I did, like, a really nice long run last Tuesday? Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And then I went for another run on Thursday. And it feels good, but, like, my, like, endurance for running is shit compared to what it used to be. Yeah. Because I think I, like, used to run, like, four or five days a week. And, like, the treadmill would help with that. But since since quarantine it's like i have to stop repeatedly and maybe because i'm like running downtown in the city so i kind of get used to stopping at the stoplights here or there like i don't know it's really rough but you didn't train well you weren't a runner you were more like of a treadmill type runner i what yeah that's controversial in the running community oh is it well i think a lot of people don't really like treadmills because they don't give you the full real experience of running outside and they're boring, and I fully know that they're boring, but for me, I, don't, I think there's just something I can keep like a consistent pace. I don't have to like question if I'm going too fast yeah. or too slow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's what a uh, world of uh, fitness that I live in, and I'm constantly raising the bar for, for, for other people. People are going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? about? He's talking about running Either again. It's oh, damn it. 30 minutes of housewives or Josh talking about his runner. Yeah. His running. <laughs> Slowly exposing various facets of Jordan's life. <laughs> my address, my anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you going to do about it? That sounds like a you problem. That's all I've ever <laughs> wanted from this friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, today. Um, but today, though, is a very special episode because we're... We're not just talking about housewives and one another's secrets. We're talking about Survivor All-Stars. We sure are. We sure are. Um, um, can you give us a bit of history on the show? Because before I watched it, you did mention, it's the, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's the first All-Stars reality show season. Yeah, I think, because I did a little bit of research and then I immediately forgot the research going into this episode. But like when you think about other shows around this time, Big Brother, Big Brother did their first all-star season for season seven. So that would have been in 2006 or 2007 or eight. And obviously like we didn't have Drag Race back then. And I don't know what other shows do all-star versions. Like Project Runway and whatnot, I don't think had yet hold off this concept, but, um, and neither did the Amazing Race, I don't believe. So I think Survivor was really trying to, like, they were not really trying, they, they helped to continue lay the groundwork for reality television as we know it. Yeah, I think that's interesting because you would have thought, because we've watched so much, there it would have just happened already before that. Yeah. Maybe real world, but I don't think they would have done Maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. Like, there are a bunch of like MTV shows that could have very well had done it up to this yeah. point, but no, it's, yeah, it's funny when you think about it because especially to the people who played this season of all stars, like it, it's just such a whole different beast mm-hmm. of how they have to treat themselves and each other. And I think 
that because it was so strange and so different, it really helped shape the season into such an ugly mess. Yeah, well, that's a great segue into like tonally what you are in for for this season. And I think prior to this, from my experience, all the seasons of Survivor have kind of been, I don't know if joyous is the word I would use, but kind of like (laughs) gloomy and a little hard and competitive and fun in some aspects but yeah this was the first season actually no that's a lie season five is quite miserable but this is miserable in a different way it's very there's a cloud just hanging over this season Mm -hmm. and you said it to me like it's bitter of course yeah and it's a bitter cast but like wow it's a it's a it's an I don't think it's a bad season I don't know but yeah it's it's funny, a, when I rewatched it, I fully expected to go in and I, I thought I was going to really like just hate it all around. Yeah. But like you said, it's miserable and it's ugly, but it's watchable. And there's like some form of entertainment value. Even if I wasn't having a great time, I was still like, okay, this is interesting. Or like, okay, I am enjoying this to a degree, but I know that it's not going to make me feel good. Yeah, I didn't feel good watching it. No. But I got through it very quickly which I think is a as we go on is like a sign of like the success of the season is how fast you're watching it yeah um I feel like season nine is going to be a bit tough for me oh well we'll get that one I have we haven't spoken about it yet but yeah Eliza our savior our queen our lawyer uh legend she talks a lot yeah coming from Um. someone who talks a lot (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the actual cast of All-Stars, I was doing some research about the casting for All-Stars and like the people who specifically they had reached out to and said no to them and the other ones who were like so close to making it to the cast. So this is like where once again we kind of get into the alternate timelines of it all like we always uh talk about. So yes, they did reach out to Elizabeth. Oh, she said no because she had either just been hired onto the view or she was like in like the casting process for the view. Oh, that was her reason. Apparently. We could have fixed a lot if that had happened. I know. <laughs> would it? She probably would have come back and been a monster though, knowing how. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, Colleen from season one said no because she was in like a different part of her life. Uh, Sandra said no because she was still recovering from parasites that she got. The season beforehand. Wow. Um, Heidi from Amazon apparently said no. Our queen. Uh, as far as like other people, the rest of the people that I read like weren't so much rejections on their part. It was like, for instance, I think Kelly from Africa, you know, the one who Lex was like, you voted for me. And she was like, no, I didn't. And then he voted her out anyways. Yeah. She was like, the female alternate i think like she was pretty much at the airport when she was told like no wow you're not going out um i think like sean from marquesas he was also an alternate but wait how does this work if they're telling people like yes and no and maybe but they don't have a defined cast because i know this happens even now Mm -hmm. i actually don't know how it works for like the alternates in particular um because yeah there are cases where like they are literally flown out and are pretty much ready to play on the beach and then are basically said like, no, this is not your time. I don't know if it's just for all-star seasons or if it's for regular seasons. 
yeah, I was going to say, do they do a trial run when they get to the, the beach and they see what the chemistry is and then they take... Like, I don't even know. I, I think it might just be for all-star seasons because there is a, a season coming up, season 14, when they had a cast of 20 people and before they even started filming, one woman just quit. So the, the show just ends up having 19 contestants. Her name oh, is Melissa. Okay. She will live in Survivor infamy for not being an official contestant. Again, I remain fascinated by those people who think it's going to be something else when they get there. And then yeah. they're like, oh, I'm good. I thought this was there was going to be a hotel room at night. Like to make it all the way to Fiji and then be like, oh, we're filming tomorrow? Oh, gotta go. I have, I have a thing. <laughs> get me out of the plane. But that's interesting that you say that about the cast, because I do feel, and maybe you feel the same, mm-hmm. that while this is labeled as an all-star cast, and they're all, all, there are all-stars, I don't know if they are all all-stars, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, it really makes you question, like, what is an all-star and why In are you here? In terms of Survivor, because, listen, I'm, I think both you and I, maybe let's you are more like in the world of drag race all-stars that's like oh i can see like when someone wants to come back and rehabilitate their career someone's coming back as a villain someone legitimately has had such success post competing on the show mm-hmm. but survivor is that weird anomaly where it's like your success within the show is within the actual season that you are on it's yeah. not even like after the show if that makes sense yeah yeah, because you're so right. Because Drag Race, you can go out there and c- completely like continue your ascent to yeah, like superstardom. Whereas Survivor, like literally, like what did you contribute? That's solely why we will take you back. Unless casting is really fond of you. Like if you really set a good impression for people behind the scenes, it's almost like how well do you treat? Yeah, which is. Because I, uh, we were chatting the other night and I was creeping Rob's um, Instagram. Yeah. Which I don't do. But now that I'm watching more and more, I'm finally getting into like the ha- that habit. <laughs> and uh, how do I say this? Um, he really wants an HGTV show about barbecuing. It appears. I can't think of anything I would want. Rather watch less. Yeah. <laughs> and. But he also did a note, I think, at the end of Winners at War, after the finale, just saying thank you to the production team. Mm-hmm. And we know that that like so many reality stars always thank the production team for being great because yeah. you spend so much time with the same people year after year. That I mean, there's another show in itself is the the cast interacting with production. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but what I'm trying to say here to circle back to where I was before <laughs> is that there's not a lot of all stars. Let's start with Tom. those were two connected thoughts that were very much connected (laughs) yeah well I guess when you look at Rob in All-Stars I I never questioned like why he was there because he obviously was like a a big player in his original season Marquesas sidebar related to Marquesas I noticed that Kathy whenever she brings up Survivor Marquesas she always says Marquesa and oh. I don't know if it's like an official thing or not, but it almost, it drove me up the wall. She said it like twice and I, both times I was like, what? When you got off Survivor Marquesa. That's so weird. When we were in Marquesa, <laughs> like, there's another S on the end of that. So again, I could be completely wrong. Please, somebody correct me after you get yeah, a sponsorship. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, Rob. Um, this like this is his season for better and for worse, and I think I think it's for worse. worse. Yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, we can get into the Rob of it all right now. I Just think get the Rob of it all over with. It's so interesting because he, we talked about this on his original season, is that he, uh, while impactful, like I think I had said, I didn't really get the fandom around him at that point because I was like, oh, he was barely on. Yeah, okay. Didn't really do much and was very one note. And then we watched All Stars. And then I also looked at the viewership for All Stars, which was insane. Ooh, how was it? It was great. It was, it, the premiere was a post- Super Bowl spot I think and they also filmed and turned it around real quick because they filmed in November and December of 2003 I want to say yeah because 2004 it would have been and then it aired in January February 2004 I could be wrong but I think that's for sure and I was like oh last turnaround compared to what they they do nowadays it's like a year between them which I hate because like that's a separate discussion but like says the same thing and we hate it too you just lose the momentum of the the cast energy, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the viewership was very high. It hovered around thirty million for the premiere, and then every ep- every other episode until the finale was like twenty something. Yeah. Because as the show goes on, as and we have talked about, like you are either watching this as a fan, or you were then watching it to watch it for the zeitgeist of it. Yeah. And I think All Stars was maybe the last time it was in the zeitgeist that way, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. I mean, I always talk about, well, last week I kind of talked about it too, like the eras of Survivor and All-Stars is very much, I think, like a conclusion to probably like the most iconic reality TV stretch in terms of uh, pop culture and fandom and the world watching, I think. Like what the world knew Survivor to be was yeah. like seasons one to... Uh, eight or uh, nine like it was like the the cultural probably peak yeah and, like i'm not even saying that it gets worse after this because if anything like it gets better in a lot of ways but i think like this is this is the moment it is because i i remember not watching it but knowing about rob mm-hmm. but just from like I was like that gay, but like watching Entertainment Tonight, I guess, as a kid, but like, and Access Hollywood and all that stuff and just seeing the yeah. clips and I guess the conversations that were being had. And I'm sure the Robin Amber storyline, <sighs> which slowly tried to kill me. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, what are your thoughts? I just think of like reality TV showmances. Because obviously the world had already been introduced to like what a showmance was before via like, I'm sure Big Brother had its share of showmances before the season of Survivor aired. We were in the midst of like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but Survivor had never really successfully done a showmance. Mm -hmm. And I learned that I hate when Survivor does showmances. (laughs) It's so, Maybe it's, listen, I hate showmances in general. I'm not watching that. I don't watch a lot of romantic television anyways. Like, I don't care for that kind of genre. Mm-hmm. But then to integrate this storyline into this season is, like, the worst. Yeah. And I just, I, I felt like, I don't doubt that there's good chemistry between Rob and Amber. I don't doubt sure. it. But I just feel like we, like, weren't given a lot of scenes where I could be like, oh, you know what? Like, they're kind of cute together. 
all we would get is just like a lot of strategy, which obviously is important for the show, but then there might be a scene peppered in here or there, and they would always bring back this fucking piano music, which I hated. I, I hate like the cheesy piano schmaltzy, like trying to tell us how to feel music, you know? I don't need that on my Survivor. Well, I, I now I realize how important music is. Mm. I mean, this is a side note, but like the Real Housewives of Johannesburg, which uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're watching right now. Yeah. Tonally, the music is so off because when it's a very like funny scene, it's a very like serious score, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm not understanding. The composer's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we're off. And I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to feel? Yeah. But also, again, like. Oh, there's just so much wrong with the Robin Amber thing. It's not to take away from their love. Like, for, let's. You I'm can gonna, take away from it. No, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm trying to be nice here. <laughs> well, today I had a moment. I was like, what if someone listens to this podcast and they were on the show and we're talking shit about them? And I'm like, it kind of happens when you go on reality TV. Like, I hate using that excuse, but you sign up for you sign up for this. I mean. It's, to quote uh, something we'll discuss later, we're, we're judging edited versions of themselves yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen much of Rob outside of the show that's made no. me enjoy him, but exactly. but um, yeah, there's not a lot there. Amber, I said this on the last episode, Pearl Islands, I think when I had started watching All Stars, I really enjoyed her and I actually quite enjoyed her until the end. I don't know if she has much to give me in terms of like, a competitor mm-hmm. and it's not to take away from her success on the season or her win i just like i would take her over rob a hundred times yeah over. Sure. oh this is rob's problem because right now he's winning and we have talked about him for 10 minutes i know i know and like i warned you that this season is bad for rob in that he completely dominates the game but at least yeah. you have other personalities that are kind of thrown into the mix here and there to balance that out but there will come a day Jordan Apps when we talk about a season where it's largely just the Rob show again well because remember he was on Winners at War and you know what he hasn't done yet Jordan what he hasn't won so think about that little horror of a teaser I just gave you there (laughs) you can (laughs) I love when you're like this is my favorite Josh oh my god yeah like I love a good aggressive game here or there. I love when Rob loses, secondly. And I love that he lost to Amber, who I think claims the title of like, you know, Who Weekly. She would be on the cover of Who Weekly for the cast when it came out. Screaming. It's just like a, you you said it very well when she doesn't offer that much in terms of competitiveness and so next to rob who's like this huge personality strategic force it's it's just not interesting and so i get oh. both of them in the process yeah i agree it's i think that's the word it is you just hit it on the head like it's not interesting so they're giving us like seven storylines between the two of them and not one of them is interesting no so we have them um sorry your camera just froze on your face for your like, camera is on you right now <laughs> wait let's see okay i'm moving you're moving we're moving here just in case now on the edge of your bed i love it yeah always it's um, the acoustics are better here okay i think you're good 
they give us seven like storylines between the two of them and not one of them is interesting and that I think our critiques is more a critique of them as reality TV entertainers. No, for sure. More than anything else, I'm offended because I was supposed to be entertained by them and I was not. Yeah, it's like you have to kind of sign up to do two things when you go on Survivor. You have to A, sign up and play a good game, but you have to B, entertain me. Yeah. And at some points, B is more important than A. To entertain me. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. This is why, like, uh, 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 maybe this is not the example, but like, no, I think Bethany's a great example of this. Just like both a competitive reality housewife and entertaining. So you might not like it, yeah, but you're getting something out of it. And someone could argue that with, to us about Robin Amber. Mm-hmm. And I also, I only ever want to say Amber the way he says Amber, which is Amber. Amber. Yeah. Poor girl. Amber. Also, you made me scream this weekend when I sent you the. I told you about his Instagram and you're like, I love that they've dedicated dedicated their lives to uh, having little women around them. They have four daughters. I mean, it's, it's fascinating to me because I think I watched that happen live, not the births, obviously, but as like the headlines came out of like, Amber gives birth to a baby girl, to another baby girl, to a third baby girl, fourth girl. And I was just like, I wonder, I mean, I don't want to like, project onto these people but I always view Rob and I think from what we've seen on the show I'm always like he seems like the type who'd be like oh where's my son you know I'm sure he's an amazing dad and he actually loves all four of these little women for sure it was just funny to watch as it happened well there's some mentality of like uh the Italian like Mm -hmm. uh, son who wants a son and all that kind of stuff and he's such a like a he's such a cliche of a character I'm saying this in so many words on TV. <laughs> like, it's fine to see, but mm-hmm. he ended up becoming a caricature of himself on the season, I thought. Yeah. And I, I've seen three of his four seasons, I think. And he, Heroes versus Villains, he's like, oh no, sorry. He's been on five times. He's been on like 41 times. The show's only had 40 seasons, but. That's so fucked. I know. Yeah. On Heroes versus Villains, he's basically. Um, like non-existent like he's his whole thing is like old players versus new players mm-hmm. but like then i'm watching him on this and i'm like okay like low-key you're not a good player even then <laughs> it like it's such a, a strange thing to watch at some points i did like um in his one of his jury speeches when he was getting like roasted he did have a moment where he said you know what like I feel like I might have gotten caught up in the game and pitting people against one another. And I didn't realize that like what I was doing until I got too far and here I am now too far. I love a good moment like that when someone can say I was an asshole and I kind of lost myself. Yeah. He was very self-aware by the end. I mean, I think they both had to be, I don't think they anticipated that the jury was going to be the way the jury was. I mean, there was glimpses of it because as the tribals went on for juries, you could see their reactions. Were oh, different. yeah. And I know the jury reactions sometimes are edited a certain way to make us think something, but they everyone just looked genuinely pissed. Yeah. It, I love a good um, cut to the jury in oh. this show when it's done really well. And I think, I mean, Eliza, we were just talking about her, but Eliza in Fans versus Favorites, she is kind of like a low-key jury queen. Probably because her eyes are so expressive, but... We can miss her. 
Yeah. No, that uh, win for Amber was very controversial. I think we just talked about how, like, it's either are you voting for Amber to win or are you voting against Rob? Yeah, and I think she also called it at the finale when they read the votes because uh, Jeff was like, uh, how do you think it's going to be? And I think she's like, it's going to be a swing vote for either me or him. And I think it might have been. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, it came down to 4-3. And yeah. I think it's the reason why she gave... Like, she gives Sheehan the car in the finale, and she was like, Sheehan was the deciding vote. But I think it's more than just being the deciding vote. I think Sheehan was the only person who voted for Amber and not voted against Rob. I think Sheehan was like, no, Amber, like, legitimately deserves it, whereas the other three people were probably like, fuck this guy. Yeah, and I think that speaks to the Amber uh, arc, which is frustrating because... To be saddle like it's so how do we get here it's so nuanced actually their relationship and on the show mm-hmm. and to be to give them some credit they have survived like 20 years of uh, a relationship almost at this point yeah by being an iconic like it or not an iconic survivor couple like yeah. it's not, not my d- dream but it is mm-hmm. um and then she had to face so many years of people basically saying she didn't deserve to win Rob deserved to win. Yeah. And we discussed this briefly after Winners at War ended, where she broke down and felt that she only came to do the show because of Rob. And she also wanted to prove to herself also that she could still do it again, I think. And that's so sad. I know. Like, she, she, it's hard to say if she was the first, like, female winner of Survivor to probably get backlash but you also look at the other people who like jenna the sepia even tina like they probably all got their fair of backlash especially tina over colby oh for sure and i that i in watching oh this is a good conversation i'm having today in watching the reunion and seeing what the audience was like at the time it was very uh i'm gonna say mega energy oh my god huge mega energy yeah, and the audience, which I didn't think, because reality TV often does skew very feminine in its audience, I would think, and also very gay. Oh, I just found a white arm hair. This is so sad. We have to we have to cancel the episode. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> this I is a crisis. <laughs> I need just for men for just my arms. Yeah. Um, the energy is very masculine. It's very conservative, I would say, mm-hmm. in the audience. and But the show's first few seasons is mostly women winning i mean i i liken like the the casual survivor audience these days not casual but you know yeah yeah, casual to be like the republican soccer mom in america who yeah lines up with um views that do not line up with my own for sure and this audience pretty much captures that that yeah I think the show's audience captured that. I think the live audience at the finale captured that. We mm-hmm. literally skipped right to the end of the season. But I think there's an <laughs> overall like message here. Not message, but it's like to think about Amber's win is actually kind of like frustrating. And I, mm-hmm. I'm sure she's fine. She won a million dollars. Like she's not hurting. But personally, I think that's like a major blow to the ego, especially to ego, especially to two people who seem very similar in their energy um, and they're both very competitive but like 
like you said, to vote for her just to not vote for Rob is such a like, yeah, uh, it's just a tough pill to swallow, I guess. For sure. And to have that legacy behind you for so long from the show. Mm-hmm. I think I always think the same thing about Trixie because like she won, but like if the timeline had panned out properly, she wouldn't have won. It would have been mm-hmm. Mandela mm-hmm. and then it should have been Shangela, but yeah. then it was Trixie. Yeah. So like you won. <laughs> the fans don't see it the same. I love that you're comparing Amber Burkich from Survivor to Trixie Mattel. <laughs> They're one and the same. You guys want to know that's that's so true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I got here. You guys wanted a gay survivor podcast yeah. where it is, but um, what are your thoughts on her win, I guess? Um, I mean, I think any winner essentially deserves it, obviously. Um, and she clearly did a good job in that she didn't piss off people as much as her partner in crime did. I think she had, like, she seems like the type of person who would be great at making these social connections that count. And it is nice to see people like Amber come back in these reality shows because it is like that untapped potential or like what else could they bring? I agree. So as much as I don't like put her win in my top pantheon of favorites, I'm not going to discredit her whatsoever. Oh, no, not at all. And I, yeah. I would actually credit her more because yeah. she, how do I say this? she was just as disliked as Rob almost. And mm-hmm. that's kind of a feat, like to be, she was paired beside him. She mm-hmm. chose to do so. She admitted that at the finale. Cause she also said she came into the show hating him. So like, mm-hmm. wow, we could have had a different timeline again, but like, yeah, I mean, I wish I had, we had seen a bit more of the social strategy, yeah. which I don't think we got to, which is maybe my problem with her as a player. Um, but yeah. Um, but back to the beginning. Back to the beginning when they were 18 All-Stars. Yeah. I mean, the cast as a whole, I think, while we both agree that it's interesting seeing, like, the who counts as an All-Star and who doesn't. Like, I think they did a, a, a decent job at casting. It was their first time doing three tribes as well with six people each. So that kind of shook things up a little bit. Yep. Um... Trying what what other players really stood out to you, I guess, in the season? I mean, uh, um, it's hard because the season is overshadowed by two players. Yeah. And then we have their pawn their pawns around them that are basically used to help them win. But nobody's aware of that. So like, um what's his name? With the black hair? I just blanked. Lex? Lex is like because you, hey, really didn't like him. I didn't like him in Africa because... I hated him in Africa. Yeah, he power hungry, uh, like, just kind of, like, insidious energy. For sure. Yeah. And here, I think you see a watered-down version of that. I think Tom is also, like, if you want to talk about who's not an all-star, sorry, like, that, I don't need to see that on my TV. (laughs) Not after a long day of work. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Jenna coming back was really interesting and also very sad. Uh, oh, sorry. Jenna, yeah, Jenna. Jenna the winner, not the yeah. other Jenna, which we'll get to later because, wow. <laughs> um, but winner Jenna, yeah, I felt really bad for her. It's very sad. I think that is a tough, like, I think she thought she could do Survivor and then turns out it was too personal for her to get yeah. there. And 
thinking about her mom and for sure I will say that made me very emotional. Now I have sirens this week. Like, what is happening? I sent them to you. Yeah, evidently. But not this time, guys. <laughs> Go over there. Um, who else stood out? Oh, you know what? Jerry. Yeah. I mean, okay, not to sidetrack, but I think in looking at, like, the rest of the cast who are not the final two, especially for an all-star season, like, it comes back to who tarnishes their legacy and who either adds to it or doesn't damage it. And I think that like Jerry is one of the ones that actually didn't damage it whatsoever, but yet was punished by the audience, that stupid audience, because they didn't want to see that fact. They, they literally saw her second appearance on the show on All Stars and they said, I pretend I do not see it. Because the person that they were booing on the stage at the end of All Stars was actually just the Australian Jerry that they saw. But you, it does make sense to me, but what doesn't make sense is like, was I watching a different show? Because she was fine on both seasons. Yeah, lit- like literally fine. And in All Stars, there was maybe one or two scenes where we were just told through somebody else, like, oh, Jerry's talking about food and it's annoying. And that's pretty much it. And I'm like, and I think maybe, <sighs> let's get into like the layers of it. Like, she was pitted against Colby in her original season. Colby at the time was, and check the Instagram now, still is, uh, very rah-rah American. Mega. Uh, yeah, a country boy that the audience uh, loved for whatever yeah. reason. And we also saw that at the finale when right after Jerry is booed, Jeff cuts right to Colby and Colby is applauded and cheered and it's really sick and really gross. Say something, okay? This whole thing is making me so sick. Okay? You know what? We've got 2,000 okay, no, no. survivors got, out there. No, I've got to say no. something. Say it. This show is a show about entertainment. This entertainment is coming at a price. What it has cost us our friendships, our feelings, our pain, our suffering. Wait, Jerry. Our entertainment. Hang on. It's cost some of you friendships. We all signed up for it voluntarily. Colby. Let's hear what these guys have to say. Donaldson. Okay. Take your two minutes now. Where's your take on this? Because... If you can give us a big shot of all 18, we are now down to 17 because Jerry left. So her villain edit comes from season two. But even then, I'm like, I know a villain. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not a villain at all. And I think we touched upon that a little bit in episode two of the podcast. But I think maybe we can speak to, well, actually, we can't. But, like, the media around the show at the time Mm -hmm. painted her more as a villain. And it goes back to the first... How do I say this? Because she, her using her sexuality maybe, but she didn't even really, like she was a very neutral player, no. also mostly covered up. She was, she has her hat, her iconic hat and like green jacket and green pants, which I'm mm-hmm. going to wear one day. But like, I felt so bad for her at that finale and then she walked off and then yeah. the audience applauded again. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's also just from an audience managed standpoint? I know, like honestly, I think it's like the, all of a sudden the show became like sport and 
like whether you liked it or not, the audience was just clearly looking for defined heroes and villains. And then they weren't going to settle for anything less than booing her off that stage. No, and you, you've you mentioned this a thousand times, like the show has such a, a woman problem at its core. And there was finally barely an addressment of it in Winners at War from Sarah at the final tribal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's two ways to dice that speech and there's a lot of conversations around that one. I'm really tiptoeing around a lot of things today, but <laughs> what Jeff says in response to that speech, I think is interesting because he, he says something I find fascinating and he goes, you know, it's even how I call players out and referring to men by their last name and referring mm-hmm. to girls by their first name or uh, women by their first name or nicknames. And he only ever calls Colby Donaldson. Like he never says Colby and it's such a bro thing. Oh my God, I hate his man crushes on Colby, on Boston Rob. But like, let's cut the shit here. Colby's also a shit player. Yeah, like, especially, that is highlighted so much in All-Stars. Whereas in season two, you have the excuse of, okay, the game is just kind of, the show is just kind of starting off still, so... Sure, I'm a little bit rocky at the strategy part, but he really okay. excelled at like the, the physical challenges and everything, and he was likable enough. And All-Stars, so docile and just kind of standing around camp reacting whenever he wants to react, but you didn't really see him so much as like a strategic player whatsoever. No, you do, he has n- nothing about him that I find convincing, and mm-hmm. I don't think... I think it was an easy sell to the audience, and clearly the producers favored him because that's maybe he was on paper attractive like sure supposedly sure i think his shoulders are a little small and that's (laughs) he's got such small 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 shoulders and i say that as someone who also does not have great big shoulders or anything his shoulders are smaller than mine they're so tiny and for a man like him that's a real pussy ass yeah (laughs) Yeah, he has to live with that <laughs> but it's also I like Jerry, like basically straight up said, like as long as I outlast Colby, then I'm happy. Colby doesn't see this coming at all. He doesn't see a single vote coming in his direction. For me, that was a goal that I set for myself was to last longer than Colby. And if it took losing today to get him out of here, I'm totally fine with it. That is the <laughs> level of petty I want from my female players, because yeah. like same. <laughs> Because oh I would have been God. like, I can go right now. He left. I'll go right after him. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm good. If you want to write my name down now, you can go for it. Jerry with a J. I felt uh, Jerry with a J and also with an I at the end. I need That's everybody right. to yes. learn how to nice. spell her name. But awesome. I just, I felt bad for her. And I think she was frustrated too. Like, Jerry at the end of the day is not my favorite player. I think she's a bit confused <laughs> how to play the game sometimes. Mm-hmm. But from an edit standpoint and a reception standpoint, I felt so bad for her. And I'm going to say CBS owes her an apology. I mean, I think that they kind of, ultimately because she was brought back for heroes versus villains, I think that that is as close of an apology she will get from the network. Yeah. We want you to come back. And she did a great job in that one. So. She did. I was just, I, cause I would, uh, yeah, I would have been pissed. Also love that she had like black hair at the, uh, finale she had dyed her hair I was yeah. like hey queen spice it up <laughs> um who else stood up for you okay let's let's think here I'm trying to like look at it from pre-merge and post-merge perspective which Always. 
was a major flaw in the season, I think, because again, it was their first time doing 18 people in the cast. And I think they didn't know when to merge and when to like swap tribes and everything. And so you end up with like literally nine episodes in a row of pre-merge and then they merge. And then all of a sudden the ugliness just really takes off. I think, um, I mean, I would love Tina Wesson in any capacity I get her. She was voted off first this time around, but it does not tarnish her reputation. And like I told you, she comes back and she is even better. That's so fascinating to me. I just, I think, because I think sometimes you, like we've seen in Survivor, people who should have come back and they don't come back and people mm-hmm. who have won and come back and tarnish their legacies. And then you have several chances like Rob or Colby and you just yeah. really cannot get your foot through the door in terms of like, your legacy on the show. Mm-hmm. And I think Rob, in turn, has done a terrible job for his legacy. Like, has really proven that he's not great. Yeah. This is turning <laughs> into a hate fest for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think, uh, like, on, on top of Tina, other Jenna did a terrible job <sighs> on the flip side for her legacy. Jenna Lewis. Wow. Another person who, in my mind, like, I don't know if she fully earned that all-star spot based on her first season. She didn't get her videotape from home. She cried. What a moment it was. But I think she was just brought back for potential. And yeah, I I don't really like her that much. And I don't think that she really entertained me for this season. No, and it pains me because both you and I are very much that little women meme. Just like <laughs> women. Women. I'm rooting for women yeah. on reality TV at all times. Mm-hmm. But wow. Yeah, I was even, it's funny that you said that because even earlier today, I was thinking like for the first eight seasons of Survivor, like who are my favorites, my least favorites. And then I was like, well, who's my least favorite like woman in the first eight seasons? And I couldn't think of any woman that I had been like passionately against up to this point or like openly disliked from, I, from what I can recall. But I think that Jenna is likely, <laughs> likely on the lower part of the list if I were to write everything down. She just did nothing. Yeah. And she was mean. Yeah, she's mean, but she is mean with like a peppy, upbeat inflection to her voice. So it doesn't really hit you as mean at first. It just hits you as kind of like somewhat annoying. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what, she was very grating. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, in my mind, you're a person who goes like four episodes in, but we made it to the fucking end. And I, I was know. Like, wow. I'm so miserable with that. Yeah, it was very lame Miz, And I was just, she was miserable too. She seemed to not hate it. Mm-hmm. Or she thought she was going to win. It was that weird thing where, like, I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, you need to tell me how I'm supposed to root for you because I don't know what Illusion. Do. Yeah. <laughs> Illusion. Um, on the flip side of the spectrum, though, Jenna's uh, arch nemesis, she Ann, you know, still love her. The she-devil, she came back. She did much better than her, uh, her original season. She's literally a queen. I don't know what else to say. She is a queen. Again, like, I, I'm, like if I had to sit beside you and make our list of favorite players, I don't know how high she would be, but in this season. Also, I just love it's kind of the big brother recipe, like when a underdog nerd herd type person is she not saying she is a nerd herd. I'm How saying she's, an underdog. she's just an underdog because she's clearly an outcast in this yeah. season. 
just like she was in her first season, which is terrible, but mm-hmm. she pissed off everybody so much. And just to see her stay around and piss people off was yeah. my favorite. Stupid people. Stupid people. Let me just say that again. Stupid players. That moment, like, when she wins that iconic raising your arm up in the air challenge, which, like, legends only, let's be real. Um, But, like, that is, like, one of the only pure, like, good moments that this season has that isn't, like, tainted in some way. And I think it was just such, like, a a, a thrill (laughs) and, like, a rush of adrenaline to see an underdog like that win. I was just so happy for her. It's like, I, I'm, I, I know I can be repetitive, but I always compare it to Big Brother. But like when you would see that underdog win HOH and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. for like a sack and I'm happy for them. Yeah. And I, I really related into the moment when she rubbed it in their faces. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, oh. she threw it at them. Like, n- not a sense of subtlety at all. It just, reminds me, well, not really, but... Um, in Big Brother 6 when Janelle won HH yeah. that one week and then she ran over and said to Jennifer, give me the key, bitch. Which is amazing, but she ended up not ask for the key, bitch, but she she did celebrate in her, her own way. <laughs> and then the cut to Alicia being like, okay, oh, yeah. relax. That's hey, babe, like, maybe let's not do that. Like, shut up. I'm crying. And then Alicia goes home. Just- yeah, literally that same episode. So good. Poetic. Yeah. Um, also, uh, props to Shein, and I, I guess like Rupert, and I hate to give Jenna Lewis props, but I think those three were like the jury members who I think were not bitter at all. And even Shein said in her jury speech, she's like, oh, there's a lot of emotion tonight, but to that I say, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, essentially saying to her other jurors, like, grow the fuck up. It gets back to the the moral of the morals of it all, and also being like, well, I think it's a little different here though because there seems to be a show before this show that a lot of them had a lot of friendships off mm-hmm. the show, which again I'm fascinated because Survivor does not like I'm not gonna like Woody's on Tuesday to see uh, Amber do her drag <laughs> after she won. <laughs> You're not. No, I'm not. But it's like. We're, and this is also pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, yeah. pre-Twitter. So what are these relationships? Are they just calling each other on the phone? <laughs> yeah, they're rotary phones. Like episode three, that was so wild. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, how were people talking about it? I mean, I, no, there was the internet because I was on internet forums at the time. So well, we know. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I think it very much could be the forum stuff. I think emailing was very big then. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been doing emails. They've all been doing emails. <laughs> um, but yeah, I find that fascinating. And they were all had friendships before the show. Kathy and Rob had what I can only describe as like an adoptive mother. Yeah. Like I, she saw him like as a son, which I, I don't, I'm not going to question it. But I am going to be a little weirded out by it. I'm confused by it, and I love, we both said this and said it again to each other while watching All Stars. We loved Kathy in her original season, but wow, this season. Yeah, she tarnishes that legacy. She throws it away. 
I could have not been happier to see her go. I wish she would have won sooner. I think it's it was kind of like, like she and Lex both do their part in like really making sure that the season goes completely downhill when they don't vote out Amber. And I do agree that, yeah, up until like the merge area, like Lex actually wasn't insufferable in no, All-Stars, like he was in Africa. But him getting voted off first to me was like karma for Kelly in Africa after oh, seeing yeah. how he treated her. I was like, this is, this is how it's supposed to happen. Now you go. Yeah, it's, there was a lot of villains. Like this mm-hmm. was a villain, like if you wanted to do an all villain season, here you go because that's, everyone, that's it, yeah. Everyone was angry and everyone was mad at each other. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fascinating. Like there was the few relationships that were okay. And Rupert clearly had no relationships just because he went yeah. from the season prior to this. Just his stupid tie-dye shirt. His dumb shelter. Uh, oh my God, okay. Yeah, I've been screaming since you've been so mad at that shelter. <laughs> like, another scene where here goes Jerry being a quote-unquote bitch again, when she was the only person who was like, wait a second, guys, digging a hole in the sand as a shelter might not be a good idea when it rains. And then, so, sure enough... It's so frustrating to watch because he's getting a goofy edit where it's like, oh, big, dumb... <laughs> lesbian loud rosy <laughs> rupert is just like being a goof and he's silly and he's kind of a pirate and we we still love him but jerry's a bitch yeah and we gave him a million dollars because of it a million okay. i didn't watch that because i just I, yeah. had, I can't waste my life watching people do stupid things yeah but i was very frustrated at oh my computer's gonna die one sec but i was very frustrated that the finale he's cheered on by and also has fans in the audience in their tie-dye shirts mm, and i, I get it i understand that was a different time Flash, yeah. can you bring me my charger sorry production is just running it <laughs> we have behind the scenes drama right now happening <laughs> happening live cameras down <laughs> three years being together means that you can ask for the other person to save your laptop exactly. thank you Sashin. No problem. Oh my god, you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let me plug this in one time. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Um, I'm gonna keep talking while I plug this in. Okay, keep talking. I'll keep listening. I understand it was a very different time. It was. But it doesn't like oh, it was more frustrating because the Jerry thing I think had just happened right before it. Mm-hmm. And to see him celebrated in such a way that's so like comical, I just yeah. like, I can't support it. And I, wow, I clearly, both you and I are very frustrated by this season. But it's also, like you said at the beginning, technically it's an, a decent entertaining season. Mm-hmm. It's toxic <laughs> and it's so ugly and it's fascinating at the same time. Fascinating, you use all the right adjectives. Like if it, but I wish it went even harder in the villain edit because I don't think they knew what they had casted no. in terms of chemistry. Yeah. But I think it was like a learning lesson in that way for like returnee seasons. I think production was probably taking notes too. Like, okay, maybe next time we bring back people, now we know maybe what to expect worst case scenario or how people are going to take the game. Yeah, I agree with that. 
And I think the learning blocks here too is also like, if you're going to do all-stars, do all-stars properly. Mm. I would say hero versus villains is like the proper all-star season. For sure. Like those are stars, like yeah. in, in terms of uh, amount and collection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just very, um, overall, unless there's anything else you want to know, like a very frustrating season. Oh yeah, totally agree. hundred percent. What else is there? Um, well, I feel like now's an appropriate time to ask because we've now watched eight seasons, which works out to like four years worth of survivor seasons. Um, if you had to pick like a favorite player of those eight seasons, who would you pick? Pick a man and a woman because we're only going to pick women and I feel like we need to... Pick men? <laughs> um, I would say... Sandra would be my favorite female player. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, I probably couldn't name a male player I love. I know. This is why I have to ask you these things. I know. And it's, ugh. And I, I, I'm a cliche of myself right now because I just, I don't pay attention when men are on screen, but it's like, <laughs> oh, I like, I have names coming to me, but they're not the names that I want. <laughs> feel like you really liked, well, we both really liked Sean from Marquesas. Yeah. I feel like if we had to choose a top male. Okay, I'll let you choose me. I'll pick Sean. <laughs> Thank you so much. Who are yours? Mine, Sandra would be my, my female, so I'll have to think of another one. Uh, maybe I'll go with Jerry, honestly. I think... That's good. Jerry's a great one. Um, she really like maybe even more than Rob captures the show in her legacy mm -hmm. if that makes sense it's I mean pretty legendary if you ask me it's a little bit iconic <laughs> um I think if I were to choose another woman just in case I might go with Shean let's let's do that I think for someone who has only played two seasons in Survivor and that's it like I'm happy with it. I'm happy with her. Uh, now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Of all the seasons we've watched so far, who's your ultimate Josh Gets It fave? Ooh, okay. Oh, my God. Probably... Uh, I'll go with Kelly Goldsmith from Africa. Nice. Yeah. Alternate for All Stars. Apparently, she then worked in casting for Survivor. Wow. Yeah. Now That's... she's got like, I don't know, PhDs and everything. So she's living her best life. But yeah, she worked in casting for Survivor a few years after this. That tracks. So she, she gets it. Put in the work. She put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um,. I think that's it. I think that's it. I guess, well, we both have started season nine Vanuatu, and I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I do have to give a tease just because it's tradition. Yes. How many episodes are you in so far? Uh, just two. Okay, oh my God. Uh, I will say this, and I'm going to try and sell you on it just because I feel like you're not sold quite yet. I think that it is a bit underrated in the huge long list of survivor seasons in that the women's tribe the women tribe is very interesting to me and i think if i were to like look at the show seasons and see one more than the other as being like more queer 
I think that Vanuatu is one of like the queerest seasons. It just cracked my head because you said queer. Let me say that again. Queer. Because um, when I think about Survivor, you know what word I don't think about? <laughs> that, exactly. But, and uh, I might be overrating it already just based on that definition alone. But like, right. for instance, there, there are two outwardly queer women in the cast. Then there, like, another one, Twyla, she's not like a lesbian or anything, but she's got very, like, masculine energy and yeah. kind of obsessed with Twyla. We stand. Um, and I think for those reasons, and for like the women's tribe alone, it's just an interesting thing to watch, like the relationships play out. And I think that especially after the merge, you'll see some of that happen. I'm excited. Yeah. But keep an eye out for Amy, because she is chef's kiss. So good. Amy, Twyla, got it. Yeah. I'm excited. You better I'm be. Excited the more I watch the um, uh, value of definition, high definition increases in the show. Yeah. Slowly but surely, like right now, we're still watching like with, with the ratio. black bars. <laughs> There's an official word for that, but I forget. Oh, I, I wish I yeah. screen capped us doing <laughs> Hold on. I can't do it. Fine. <laughs> we both need our hands free. Oh, that's it? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll leave it at that, though. We will. I think overall, All Stars, while, like, all the bad words we said about it, like, yeah. this is probably going to be our longest episode, but that's yeah. great because it gave us such fodder to talk about. And it wasn't as problematic as some other seasons. No. Actually, it was. We didn't talk about it. Fuck. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That moment is not a good moment for the show at all. What I will quickly say about that is that Sue was treated terribly by both production mm-hmm. and Jeff. Yeah. Everything she said to Jeff was the fucking truth. Yeah. And the way this, I'm, I'm not done. The way this show treats women is so, so awful. And yeah. the way that everyone reacted at the end, um, after Sue had left, uh, after her, um, uh, claims of mm-hmm. what uh, Hatch had done um, was so terrible and I'm glad now if I know there was a problematic season of Survivor a few years ago but I would hope and you can correct me if I'm wrong that people's reactions at least with cast members would be a bit different probably not okay yeah the disappointing thing of like what you just said about how she was treated by like the cast the production the show the fans it's so sad because I feel like that mentality is still very much, like what we saw in 2004 is still very much what's happening in 2020. It's like the, yeah, it's gross. Justice for Sue, Mm -hmm. Gandia, Gary. Yeah, we have a a long list of justice right now that we need to (laughs) seek out. Women. Women. So to sum up today, Sum up today with women. <laughs> thank um, you for uh, talking about all stars. You are my all star. You are the Jenna Lewis, Lewis to my Rupert. Together, it's awful. awful. We don't win, but we make it pretty far. Well, maybe not. <laughs> um, go enjoy your run. Okay, go enjoy your night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>